Welcome to the Mary D Show. I'm your host, Mary D, here to be your guide as we extract wisdom and life lessons from top CEOs, thought leaders, artists, spiritual luminaries, and wellness experts. My intention is to bring you value in every show that sparks an idea, helps you break a limiting belief, or encourages you to create thoughts that uplevel your life so that you can know from the deepest parts of your soul that everything you want is available to you and that abundance is your birthright. In 2018, I healed from breast cancer holistically after surgery without the use of chemotherapy or pharmaceuticals. I love biohacking and plant medicine and exploring spirituality and what it means to be in relationship with spirit so that we can feel whole and complete no matter what life throws at us. My specialty in the business world is strategy and leadership, and my gift to each of you is my ability to listen so that I can help others see themselves. In each episode, I want to sprinkle you with some hope dust, tickle your funny bone, and inspire you to find your inner roar. Get ready to live your most aligned, purposeful, and joy-filled life now, and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Mary D Show podcast. We are jumping in today hot with Raj Jana. He is former reservoir engineer, 40 under 40 entrepreneur and media host. Raj is passionate about building businesses that shift consciousness on the planet. He built his first seven figure company at the age of 25 and has since sold millions of dollars worth of products and services in the e-commerce space while consulting for leading global brands in the health and wellness sector. As a seeker, Raj explores the edges of spirituality, healing, and personal development on his critically acclaimed podcast, Stay Grounded. It reaches thousands of people in 70 plus countries each week. So make sure you go over there, have a listen and subscribe. He is currently the CEO of Liberate, a human transformation company that builds technologies to help people discover, track and resolve the root emotional causes contributing to their health issues. Now, this obviously is a topic that's near and dear to me because being in the cancer community, having been through breast cancer, I realized so much of that can be tied back into our emotional well-being. And even outside of that, obviously, just life and how people function. So Raj, tell me a little bit more about Liberate and what you guys do over there. One, lovely to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. It's always good to see your face. So Liberate, we're a company that, as you mentioned, helps people understand the root causes, root contributing stress-related causes that are making it hard to be healthy. Mm. So when we think about people going through either a cancer journey or somebody going through an autoimmune journey, it doesn't matter what the health condition is, these experiences bring out a lot of stress. Like the trauma of just receiving a cancer diagnosis opens up so much of your fight or flight responses, your scanxiety attacks. You name the roller coaster waves that you experience. It just opens it up to more. And so a lot of the work that we do at Liberate is helping you get clear on what is actually going on in your nervous system when you're experiencing some of these big stressful events. And then how do you actually either choose the right tools, pair yourself with the right therapies, and explore the right perspective so that you can actually calm your nervous system and bring your body into a state of rest and digest so that you can be primed for healing. 
and growth and expansion. And that's the overarching mission, what we do. It's really fulfilling. It's really beautiful. We work with a lot of different cancer patients and we've just seen the impact that building emotional resilience, building emotional awareness, knowing how to cope with your challenging emotions, knowing how to have hard conversations. Like these are skill sets that just can be carried into life, but when applied to the healing journey, it just creates a much more graceful experience because the journey can be a lot. And so the company's mission and goal is really just to create more resources for individuals that are in some of those challenging experiences, especially as it pertains to health, so that they can experience the breakthroughs they desire, or at the very least, experience more grace and love and compassion in their day-to-day so that their bodies can be more in a prime state to heal. Absolutely, it does. Who doesn't want our body to be in a prime state for healing, no matter what we're going through? And I think that's the most attractive part of Liberate and the work that's being done over there. I've been through the Liberate process, and it's a really beautiful way of capturing what your triggers are and your activations, and then having someone take you through a process that, in essence, holds space and walks you through where some of those root causes could have shown up from or come from, and then offer a platter of things that can help you, a toolbox for you to process, work through, address, and heal those emotional wounds so that we clean the plate for that that healing vibe to to really show up for us and help us on the physical side. I think that's so beautiful, and I think that's important for people to know. Raj, if you could go back in time, there are lots of things you know now because you've been a successful entrepreneur. On your show especially, I think it's a beautiful reflection of how you really show up and tell people about your own healing journey. Now, you didn't have cancer, but hey, again, we all have life that shows up, right? And for the cancer patient, their big deal in their life right now is cancer. For the person who's a 14-year-old that's going through junior high, it's bullying and being cool and getting their next girlfriend, boyfriend, and that pimple they showed up with that day. Like We all have our degrees of where our emotional wellness is based on what's happening in our life. So if you could go back in time, what is it that you know now that you wish you had known before you started and got into your own healing journey? I would tell a younger Raj that he's exactly where he needs to be. And then I know that it sounds like things are getting really hard right now and that things feel impossible and that you're not sure what the next step is, but just trust and have faith and keep building that faith muscle. Because the more you build that faith muscle, the more possibilities you're going to invite into your life. And it may not always look like what you want it to look like, and that's okay too. And I would just tell him to be more kind to himself because I was really not kind to myself. Like when I started my healing journey, in fact, I'll tell you the inception of what cracked it open for me. I was a I was in a nine-year relationship and we had just started doing deeper healing work. I had my first plant medicine experience and I was starting to like feel all my feelings and it was like opening up a whole world of awareness and possibility. And I'd been with my ex for nine years. We were dating for nine years and for some reason I wasn't proposing. And I was like trying to just compartmentalize that in my mind and just like going on this path and doing the whole thing. And 
And then eventually, like after my plant medicine experience, I start my, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this, but my penis stopped working. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> you're, you are, I, you're allowed I, to, I had, you're, you're allowed to start, okay. you're allowed to talk about it. I had a, I had a, a serious case of erectile dysfunction. I was 27 How? years old and like, I thought my, it was the most devastating, debilitating, hmm. scary, anxiety inducing experience I've ever had in my life. Thinking that as a young man, when your entire identity mm. is wrapped up in your, in how you are and how mm. you perform and all these things, it's like my core identity was broken. And I went into a deep existential crisis at that point where I was like, I don't know what's the problem. I paid for all the supplements and the red light therapy. I did, I did all the things, but nothing mm -hmm. was getting better. It wasn't until I hired a hypnotherapist to help me go into what was actually going on in my mind to calm the stress. And when we went into distress relief, it was, I, I didn't even go into like emotional healing or looking at my emotional wounds. It was more like, let me just go into this from a stress relief standpoint. When she went into my subconscious mind, we uncovered all sorts of beliefs about me not being worthy of love mm -hmm. that I had sort of like disconnected myself from. But mm -hmm. my plant medicine experience like brought me back into those feelings. And now my body was just responding and saying, Raj, like I've been trying to tell you that this partner isn't for you. I've been trying to tell you this for so long and you've just disconnected from me. And now I'm just going to not, I'm just going to, I'm just going to show you the hard way. And that was like the biggest slap in the face. And after that experience, my ex and I decided to, to uncouple and it started my journey of going inward, of asking myself bigger questions and asking myself deeper, deeper truths that I was just not ready to look at the time, but I was looking at now I was aware that, wow, my emotional wounds are creating this physical experience in my body. What else am I not looking at? What else am I not seeing? And that's what then started the whole train of healing and learning to love myself and forgive myself, mm. and learning to hold space for all my feelings and love inner child Raj and do all that gushy self-love work. And that still feels really hard but it's gotten a lot easier over time. So I guess that's another thing I would tell younger Raj is just that it gets a lot easier if you just stick with it. Mm. And self-love is a journey. It is not a destination. You may mm -hmm. never actually get to this end destination that you think you're supposed to be at. Just be in the process of meeting yourself exactly where you are in every moment with grace and compassion and love. And mm. if you do that, you'll end up exactly where you need to be. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought about that this morning. And when I think through those emotional times, and I think through the journey of healing and how it's not a one and done, it's not like sitting down and eating a plate of food and you're like, okay, I'm all healed now. It comes in ebbs and flows and it reveals itself in layers. And yeah. I think it's the layers that we go, oh, man, I thought I had this. Oh, okay, got it. And the being compassionate with yourself. It's so easy for us to be so tough on ourselves and think that we should have known or that we should have known better. Or if we get back into an old pattern or a pattern that doesn't serve us to beat ourselves up all over again, be like, man, I saw this from a mile away. What were you doing? And I think that compassion is such a big piece of this. It's really coming back to that self-love of how do I see myself with so much just love and compassion, just like I would for a child I have or someone that I love that's just so close to me. 
And Raj, I can't imagine what it's like being 27 and realizing that your junk stopped working, right? And you're just like, (laughs) wait a minute, I'm a healthy young guy doing my thing. What is happening here? And I think in society, the disservice is we have all these pills and things that are supposed to help with things like erectile dysfunction. But I was recently reading and a psychologist was saying her exact words were that any dysfunction that happens when it comes to a man's penis is about 99% emotional. There's something emotional happening there. And until that gets addressed, all of these band-aids that we slap on it with pills, it's not going to fix it. It's not going to fix it. And I think we've just gotten into a culture of wanting the quick fix. We're sold the quick fix. We're sold the fast track. And I think that lasting health, lasting like self-esteem, lasting any of the qualities we're trying to create in our lives comes from being with the thing underneath the thing underneath the thing. And it's like you said, it's hard in the moment. But now I even argue like I used to not be able to feel my feelings. Like I was actually terrified of feeling my feelings. I didn't want to feel anger. I didn't want to feel sadness. I didn't want to feel mm. judgment or shame. I just didn't want to. And so I avoided them all and I kept mm. myself busy and I looked for all the other solutions, whether it was the it, anything. It, it was always something outside of me. But when I started learning, and it is a process of learning how to build more emotional intelligence or awareness, or it is a process of learning how to allow your emotions to exist. Once I started learning these very tangible things that you can do to like just hold better space for yourself and not judge yourself and be kinder to yourself, and you start building those muscles. Now, when I'm sad, I just let myself be sad. And then five minutes later, I'm happy again. And it doesn't just build and it used to be like this thing where I was so afraid of getting lost in the emotion that I wouldn't even let myself feel it. And so it's that thing, like you, when you get into it, you practice it and you get better at it. And then eventually you start to see just how much you've got your own back. And yes, you can always reach out to community and friends and people in your life that support you. And it's really beautiful to know that in those moments where no one's around you, You can hold space for your big feelings. You can hold space for yourself. You've got you in the most beautiful way. Yes. And I think that's the biggest gift that not going for the quick fix, not to say that the quick fixes aren't there and they're not supportive in some cases, but I think creating an equal amount of curiosity for how can I build healthier habits or build, how can I build my emotional resilience in some ways to be able to handle all the bigness of my emotions whenever Mm -hmm. they show up. Yes. Yes. I was really happy that I was an entrepreneur before I was a cancer patient. That is for sure. Because the resilience that I'd already built up as an entrepreneur, I was able to take right in and apply to everything I was going through during that cancer process. And still today, still today, like you said, scanxiety, there's these little wrenches that pop in here and there. And it's learning to sit with the discomfort and learning to sit with the feelings. Uh, Yesterday, I had a disappointment and I was sharing this with a friend and he was apologizing and I was still sitting in lots of disappointment. And as I sat in that disappointment, I even said, 
to him, I said, I have to sit with this for a little bit because I need to feel all of this. I need to feel it and I need to feel it and accept it and try to understand it and also be okay with the fact that I may not fully understand it in this moment, but I'm going to sit with this. Allowing myself to sit with it really let me look at things from all perspectives. It let me take the time that I needed to address my inner child. It let me take the time I need to just feel all the feelings and be so grateful for them. Because without them, the opposite feelings are not as big either. So I can come out of that with lessons and knowing and I just go, you know what? I've learned to appreciate this lesson. There is such a beautiful opportunity in this lesson that's really going to serve me going forward. And it helps the healing process. It helps me go, oh, I can process all of this. And it's okay to feel all of these things. And if I need to sit with them a little longer, I will. And if I'm ready to go, no, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for showing me. I'm ready to move on my way now, knowing that they may pop back up. They may knock on my door again. If I'm activated or a situation shows up. That's the beautiful piece. Like you're Mm -hmm. learning to treat yourself like someone you love. Yes. Like you are truly learning to just be there for yourself the same way you would be there for everyone else in your life. And to flip that this way and finally have an opportunity to do that. I love that you brought up the inner child. And I think I mentioned that earlier too. For anyone who's listening who doesn't know what an inner child is, the inner child is think of it as as a younger version of you that didn't get your needs met. And instead of just letting that go, the younger version of you trapped that in your body and is just like living back there. But he or she's living in your unconscious mind. Your unconscious mind runs about 97% of your processing power. So you think you're in control, adult Raj, but really little Raj is running the show. So when you have these big emotions that feel irrational or erratic or they don't make sense, I always like to flip it and say like, wow, there's a little child in me that's having an experience. And if I can begin to talk to myself or talk to that child, the same way I would speak to a nephew of mine or a younger child who's just struggling, who's not feeling seen, who's not feeling heard, who feels abandoned, who feels rejected, who's afraid, I can begin to almost reparent myself in ways. And that is the practice. That is the practice of building emotional intimacy is learning how to be your own inner mom, how to be your own inner dad, how to be the adult that you need in this moment so that you can allow that child to just feel whatever he or she needs to feel. And then you can come back to being the adult. And then as the adult, you can take the lessons and the insights. That's one of the things I've been realizing so much for myself. Like when I allow myself to feel the feeling fully, then all of a sudden the lesson and the insight shows up. It's always on the other side of the feeling. There's just, I feel so much better. I clear it. I feel better. Yes. And then those lessons get to be things that you carry with you into your day, into your life. They can be perspectives that allow you to to look at the world differently, to look at yourself differently, your process differently. There's a lot of gifts that come from from integrating a self-love, self-compassion mindset into a healing journey. So good and so juicy. I think that for anyone listening, one of the ways to identify in your life that you could be just in a mode of coping if you're numb, and some of you may know this or feel this, 
because I think we've all been there. But if you're excessive with alcohol and you're looking to numb the pain, if your versions of escapism are really big and really far, then these are ways to identify that something's probably going on that could use some inner work. Your inner child could use some love and some affection. What would you say to that, Raj? How do people I help identify what's going on? Like, how do they even say, oh my gosh, how do they recognize and become conscious there's more under the surface? I love this phrase that we use at Liberate, which is your triggers are treasures. And I always, whenever I think about people who are entering into this type of work, it's beautiful to pay attention to all the lovely stuff. You can do your gratitude journaling and you can do all that. You can do all the affirmations. The positivity is amazing and it's really important. And where there's the most opportunity for you to really bring some of that positivity over to yourself is when you have triggers. And those triggers, a trigger can be anything from you get into an argument with a loved one or your spouse, or your spouse is not doing the dishes. They left the dishes dirty and up in the sink again. And now you're like, you're having an experience. One of the things that we've realized is that, and I've realized personally in my life, is that when I get mad about the dishes, it ain't about the dishes. It ain't about, okay, sometimes it is about the dishes. Most <laughs> it's of the rarely time, about the dishes. <laughs> most of the time, there's a laundry list of things underneath the thing, underneath the thing, underneath the thing that isn't being met a need that isn't being met there's a boundary that's not being communicated or expressed there's something that you have agency over that isn't actually fully happening and that's where the exploration can begin so it's like there's a trigger that's when we can go backwards and say okay what am i really feeling underneath this and when we can be honest with ourselves and we can be vulnerable with ourselves that is a practice it takes practice to be vulnerable and this is where i think i like to think of these as muscles if you start out trying to be super vulnerable on day one and you've never been vulnerable before, my gosh, that's going to be really hard. But on day one, if you have this trigger and your normal default is to just yell at the other person and to go there first, maybe the first step you could take is just pause. And instead of taking it out, which you can always go back to at any point, but for a moment, just flip inside and ask your little Maybe you can just be with yourself and say, what about this is really upsetting me? How does this experience make me feel? How does this person's actions make me feel? And be honest with yourself. And that's a great starting point to just begin a conversation. Now, whether you communicate that with the other person or not, that's another layer of vulnerability, mm -hmm. another layer of practice. And you can get better at doing that over time. But it always just starts with the seed of asking ourselves the question, and asking ourselves and looking at our own experience and owning our experience instead of projecting it onto another. And so that's where I think the beginning, if I had to think of a starting point for any type of self-love, it's instead of projecting outwards, turn the mirror back at yourself and really start to be kind and curious in your exploration as to what is the need that's not being met or what is the belief about yourself? What are the fears that are currently getting triggered as a result of this experience? And so journaling is a really beautiful process for this. And we have our Liberate app, and that's a really beautiful app that you can use to do this process. Love that. Love that. And can anyone download the Liberate app 
Raj? Yes, you can download the Liberate app if you want to just use the app. And then if you want to go deeper into any of our programs, you can just go to our website. But yeah, you can download the app. It's on the App Store. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. And you guys can check the show notes. It's also Liberate, L-I-B-E-R, and then the number eight. Yeah. For anyone looking. Yes. Yes. Amazing process. Let's talk quickly about the fact that Liberate, you guys are about to go into a seed round. Yes. It's really exciting, actually. We've been working on this project for almost four years. My business partner initially had this entire mission under a nonprofit, the Humans Are Good Foundation. And then we just kept doing a lot of work with the nonprofit and just saw so many amazing experiences and testimonials. And the impact was so great that we were like, all right, we need to turn this into a for-profit so that we can scale and actually support people in a scalable way. And then the last two years, we've been really just building, investing our own capital. We did a small pre-seed round to get us to certain milestones. And now we're finally at a point where we just have we have the foundation laid for just incredible impact. One of the things that we've just learned to see is that when people begin to heal their emotional wounds, positive things happen in their lives. Mm. It's in the form of health improvements, whether it's in the form of relationship improvements, more meaningful work. The emotional body sits underneath all of those aspects. And our tech and our app and all of the resources we create is it's one of the world's best sort of platforms for really understanding and capturing the underlying like root causes of your emotional wounds and like where mm -hmm. are they coming from why are they happening and then pairing you up with the most powerful targeted impactful resources so that you can actually make a meaningful difference in your life so Yes. Super excited about it. We've yes. uh, obviously you've been behind the scenes watching us build this for some time now. And so it's exciting to be here now at this yeah. stage and really excited to, to go to the next level. Yeah, I'm super excited. There's so many opportunities that exist from this. If you just took the wellness community alone, take any group that's dealing with a prostate cancer, breast cancer, brain cancer, you name it, those individual yeah. groups benefit hugely and there's big amounts of them but now you can transfer that over to people who are literally working on sexual abuse people who are working on ptsd there's so many ways this can go where the framework you've laid is super beneficial for those people and i think that is the most uplifting part of it because it's you're doing profit for good and that is really beautiful that you've built something that's really for good. It's not another pill. We're not throwing another Band-Aid out in the marketplace. We're actually offering, hey, come get your healing. At least get started. And here's some, here's a really easy one, two, three. Here's an app that gets you started, that just gets you started. And that's the biggest thing for people. Just get started. And just remove the fear and know that you are supported, right? I think mm. that's the big piece. I think the big, the missing link we see right now, in, and we've worked with some amazing medical professionals. We've worked with some amazing institutions. And there's still a large population of conventional medicine right now that doesn't really do a great job of supporting the emotional side. They just don't. There's so many emotional needs that fall through the cracks, whether it's in the form of doctors not being properly trained 
to hold space or just the hospital system being too much. And to be honest, doctors are flooded already with so much to do. Like this is where when we saw the need in medicine, this is why we can, Liberate can go in a lot of different directions, but the reason why we felt so called to support health communities is because we see the massive lack of support that people going through challenging health journeys are currently given. Like they're already given tons of stuff to figure out, whether it's their physical health to their, like to you name the supplements and the treatments right. and you name the stuff that they're already going into. But what about the stress at home? What about mm -hmm. the, the, the insomnia? Like it, you name the, the mm -hmm. levels of nervous system stress that's, that, that's really clouding that community. Like that's where we really saw, okay, like we need to build resources that can meet those communities at scale. That's why our flagship product is called an emotional lab report. It integrates into the medical system so that doctors can understand what it is. They can recommend it. If they see a patient that has any type of challenging emotional like experience going on, like we can support them and empower communities around that because my biggest belief is that truly like we are our own biggest healers and we are our neighbor's best cheerleaders. Yes, I can get all sorts of help from a doctor and my health coaches and stuff, but we, we really undervalue the support that we can get from our friends and our peers and the people in our communities who have gone through this before. You understand this through the breasties. It's so important to have that. And so being able to empower communities to know how yes. to have these types of conversations, yes. to be able to do their own work so that they can hold space for one another, Yep. to me is the way that we scale this impact. It's not going to be from any one teacher, any one coach, any one person creating a solution. It's, it's right. empowering everyday human beings to be the light for each other. And that to me is a company worth building. I, yeah. I really feel that. And that's why we're doing the raise because I could, we could totally self-fund this on our own or bring it together in a bootstrap way. But I think this project deserves to be properly capitalized so that we can really make a difference in, in the ways that we want to. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know this round will go great. I have no doubts about that. Tell me, Raj holding space because we've used that we've thrown that out there a couple times and there might be people listening who actually don't know what that is and i will premise this with if you go back and listen to the episode before this i actually do a little ditty on holding space and what that means and give you a couple stories around it but i would love to hear from you let's talk about it for the people that are listening right now yeah holding space thank you for that question by the way i think sometimes i get into these flows of just using words that i think everybody assume i assume everyone knows right. and i appreciate you just slowing it down so for me, and I think different people may have different explanations of what holding space is, but when I think of holding space, I think of it as an action that we are taking. So we are holding space for someone to share their authentic feelings. And when I say holding space, it is in that context, it is, it is creating a safe environment where they can share their authentic feelings without feeling judged or feeling shamed or feeling ridiculed or feeling like they have to say it in a way that's going to make you happy. Like holding space is truly actually holding real space. And in the context of holding space for yourself, it's the same thing. Can I allow myself to have whatever experience I'm having without me judging myself or criticizing myself or making myself water it down or shaming me? So the act of holding space is an act of compassionate listening. And sometimes that's really hard, especially if you're in a conversation with another person and they've asked you to hold space for them. 
and they start saying some stuff that's really triggering and it pisses you off and like you're feeling all your you're just like i just want to rip this person's dirt he's like in that little part of holding space is learning how to hold space for your emotion while you're holding space for another that's what that is when i think of holding space and and i just i've seen the importance of that i think truly is one of the most important skill sets we can learn as human beings not just for our relationships but also ourselves yes like I, I'll even share this like a few years ago, my, my entry point into sort of like cancer as a community that I really felt called to support was like, this is actually where I found out the value of holding space. So this is all, I'll share this story. About two years ago, I lost a really dear friend at the age, young age of 38 to stage four mm. cancer. Mm. And in the last eight months of his life, I really saw this man show up to healing circles that I was a part of. That's where I met him, actually. Like He would show up and he was learning how to process his feelings and learning how to hold space for his own big emotions and all of them, whether they were like the really uncomfortable prickly ones or the ones that were really beautiful, like gratitude. Like He was actually learning how to do all of it. And I saw just how impactful it was for me to just sit with him and let him just share and how he could just share what he was feeling and it's almost like me just holding space. The shame went away and like his body could just relax, relax because there was no shame. And like the shame to me is what creates so much of the stress that we are experiencing. The shame, mm-hmm. like holding on to our, 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 our dark secrets because we don't want anyone else to judge us because we're so afraid of losing our families or our friends or our communities being ostracized or being made mm-hmm. fun of or and like when we can hold the space for our friends for our family members for people for ourselves to just allow ourselves to be seen in that it is one of the most powerful healing forces of all and one of the things i'm excited to do at some point when we have enough data coming in through our system is be able to actually show the research on what happens when people just feel safe to be themselves. What is the health benefit of that? Like, yeah. When you just hold space, like there's so much there. And, and I saw that with Tristan. I just, I saw the impact that made on him. I saw that. And then I saw the trickle down impact that made on his kids and the way that his kids remember him and the way that his wife remembers him. And yeah. th- there was, there's so much of a trickle down impact that holding space can have on our communities and the ways that we learn to relate to ourselves in 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 so many ways and so i yeah big believer in in just that concept holding space and the way you get better at it is by practicing and learning and listening to podcasts like these or joining any of our programs or anything like that like it's like that's how you can really get into it yes yes to holding space yes to letting go releasing the shame Yes, to being able to shine a spotlight on it. Yeah. And go, oh, feels good to let that go, not to hide. Well, it's like you've experienced this probably just the first time you have space held for it's almost like a, like, what? And, it, and it's such a gift. It's to me, it's one of the biggest gifts I can give anyone in my life is just, can I be present with your experience without you needing to be anything other than what you are right now? That's right. That's right. And I think then the follow up question to that that's always great is, do you want my opinion or advice or can I just be an ear for you? That's a powerful question. It took me a long time to learn that one. A lot of 
messy, I think in your words, sweaty conversations before I got ready to get to that one, I realized the way I was talking to others was actually the way that I talked to myself. Mm. So if I wanted to just help people get to a solution, if I just wanted to do that, that was like me trying to always fix me Mm -hmm. because I inherently thought that I was not enough and that I needed to be fixed. And so it was a projection in a lot of ways. And it took me a while to learn that like, oh, actually you're perfect as you are. You are so lovely as you are. Can I just love you? Yes. Face. Yes. Yeah. I think it's the problem solver in us, right? Like, even though we can show up to our work and that's very beneficial, when it comes to holding space, sometimes we're just there to sit and listen. And that's such a gift. It's a gift to sometimes just sit and listen and allow someone else to be heard. And I think that the compliment is that it's a beautiful thing to see and hear others. But it is a healing and wonderful thing to see and hear ourselves. What does seeing and hearing yourself mean to you? What does that look like in practice? It means the ability to sit with myself in compassion and see the circumstances without a lot of judgment and attachment. Because it's the attachment piece that usually gets us, we give something so much value, we give it a bigger place sometimes than it deserves, and figuring out like, hmm, am I missing a need for myself, and how can I meet myself there, mm-hmm. instead of looking for someone else to meet it for me? Oh my God, this is like totally my vibe right now. <laughs> I'm on a journey right now. Of, <sighs> I made a declaration about I think 40 something days ago, I was like to do a hundred days of Raj. And mm. in those hundred days of Raj, the declaration was, can I, anytime I feel like seeking outside, can I actually somehow learn? And if I don't know, can I curiously find out how to give myself everything I've ever wanted? And yes. let's see if I can do that. And it's, yeah. it's a challenge and it brings up its own sets of difficulties and yes. what a rewarding journey to be on. Yeah, you have your own back. That's right. That's right. And whether you are supported with love or not, like just knowing that you have got you. In fact, I remember a, a dear friend of mine shared this perspective with me. Like when you pass, when when we die, yes, we'll have hopefully, if we're lucky, we'll have people around us. But in a lot of ways, like we're going to be dying with ourselves, ourselves. And so, like the relationship that we have with ourselves. And that is is one of the biggest gifts that we can give to hold that container for infinite love and infinite. And so like when I think about that, it's that's what inspires me to want to inspire others to love themselves. Mm. It's what inspires me to want to love myself in big ways. It's a beautiful thing. I think self-love, I used to think self-love was selfish, but now I'm realizing more and more that self-love is inherently, it's something that like if you don't embody it, you can't actually give love. You'll give condition. Condition doesn't feel good. No. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah, the best work we can do for our future partners, for our family, our friends, is always the work of loving ourselves. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. All right. That's With that work. note, yeah. What a ride. Uh, <laughs> thank you for being on the show, Raj. It's always... Every conversation with you is, it is like a little journey. 
And, and I appreciate you so much. I'm so excited about Liberate doing a full round coming up. I'm excited about seeing the trajectory of the company. And I'm really excited about seeing results and seeing the healing that the domino, this is a domino. This is a big domino. And just watch that stack go. And well, just, I'm, I'm excited. You've got me excited. I'm excited. I also, if there's anybody who's in your community that would want to join like a, a cancer cohort, we are actually creating a three-month sort of emotional resilience cohort that's supervised by our doctor partners. And we're creating something that's specifically for cancer patients. Awesome. So if anyone listening wants to check that out, you can check that out. But yeah, we're going all in on supporting health communities and really empowering individuals who are inside of challenging health journeys to become their own biggest champions alongside others that are also doing the same. So love it. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Awesome. All right. For those of you that have joined us today, thank you so much. Please do give the show a rate and listen if you haven't already. And for any more information on Liberate and Raj, you can check the show notes. And uh, we've got some good info for you there. With that, we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us on today's show. I hope that today's session inspires you to live an aligned life where you get to take complete ownership of your feelings and decisions to live in your truth. You can connect with me more at www.maryd.com.